Welcome to the Dare to Date podcast, the podcast where I have the bigger conversations about dating, love, life and relationships. You know the ones, the ones that change lives. Now in this week's podcast, I'm going to be talking about wasting time. Now as a dating relationship coach, I get lots of calls every week, but without fail, I tend to get one to two calls from women and they pretty much go like this. Deb, I don't want to waste any more time. I'm ready for a relationship. Can you help me? Then they go on to tell their horror dating stories, uh, their horror relationship stories and what's happened to them and for them in the past. Maybe they've wasted on time, flaky singles that don't want to commit. Maybe they date the wrong type of person or they could just not be finding anyone that's a match for them when they're dating. Now, for a lot of these women, the stakes are really high. They could be in their 30s and they're ready to settle down and have a family. And they know that their time is limited and they don't want to waste any more of it. They could have been in a relationship in their 20s that they grew apart. So they see that they need to meet someone that's going to have to be right and then still try for a baby. So I can understand why they don't want to waste any more time. Then there's the people that have come out of marriages and long-term relationships and they've got kids. And for these women, it hasn't worked out, but they want to go out and find love again. But some of the problem is, is that their choices aren't just going to impact them. It's going to impact their children. So again, you can see why the stakes are high. And, you know, for a lot of these women, they feel like they've wasted a lot of time in relationships that didn't make them happy, fulfill them. You know, maybe there was abuse, any other uh, cheating, lying, whatever it was, and they don't want to waste any more time. So totally understandable. But what I want to say is the mindset of saying that you don't want to waste time often gets in the way of getting the relationship that you want. And I'm going to tell you why and how to overcome that in this week's podcast. You know, it's pretty much like anything in life. If you if you're rushing to make something happen and or achieve something, you often make mistakes or you miss opportunities. Dating's no different, right? And what I find is the way people approach dating when they don't want to waste time is part of the problem. So some of the common things that people do when they have the not wasting time mindset is they have a narrow criteria of what they want and it makes them miss out on singles that are perfect for them because of that narrow checklist. And I'm going to talk more about that. The next thing they can do is they can treat dating and approach dating in a business-like way. So they go into dates or even talking to people online, on the phone that they meet, making sure that they tick off everything on their checklist and they go into dates in an interview-like manner, which is never great. The next thing that they tend to do is... They get burnt out from this approach too, like because dating becomes hard work. They, you know, feel like it's not possible or they get caught up in the scarcity trap. Maybe they think that there's just not enough people. So they, they go with someone that could be right. All of these things, that all they end up doing is making you feel worse and making people end up in a depressive 
punk and thinking that there's no hope for the future. Now, again, when people are dating when they're younger, they often don't have all of that fear or that worry and they just go into it with a very different mindset. It's a lot more fun. They're more open to possibility, whereas the older singles can feel jaded, can feel that lack of hope that gets in the way. So the other thing that I find is a lot of these people that don't want to waste time tell me they know what they want, but they really often don't know what they want. And that gets in the way. So, you know, sometimes when people craft these lists and they think that they're clear, they're missing out on a whole lot of singles because their lists are about the wrong things. Now, I want to tell you a couple of stories. When I was first single, I remember going on eHarmony back then. And, you know, when I did my profile and what I was looking for, I kind of thought I want someone easygoing, adventurous, fun, etc. And I wrote what I was looking for and <laughs> I remember being on on the app and I matched with the guy and we ended up having a phone conversation and he actually said to me and he really made me think from this phone conversation he goes I almost didn't match with you because I didn't think I'm the type of person you're looking for but he goes I really challenge I don't think you're looking for what you say you're looking for I got off that phone call and I really had to think about it. And guess what? He was right. I had never really dated anyone that was easygoing. On the flip side, I like someone who you know, might be strong and, and, you know, knows their own mind and goes about and makes that happen. The easygoing, go with the flow. I, I've never been in a relationship with that person. And, you know, I, I suppose when I did my list is I looked at my relationship with my ex-husband, lots of great things in there, but I probably looked at what I wished he could have been and I constructed the list on that, which wasn't reality and wasn't what I looked for. And again, if <laughs> when you do that in online dating and other places, people see that and go, I'm not what they're looking for, I won't bother. Or you know, they, they, it just doesn't appeal to them. So by doing that and by not being clear, you can miss out on a lot of people. Now, <laughs> I was reading an article in Mamma Mia and I'm like, this is like so many of the clients I work with and I talk, talk to and I'm going to read it out. I'm not going to read the article. I'm just going to give you the gist of the article. And what it was is your group of girlfriends were going out for a birthday and as she's blowing out the candles her friends go what are you wishing for this year health travel adventure a new man and she goes actually a new man and you know they go oh that's exciting as girls do and she just goes but I'm going to do it differently I've got a list <laughs> and her girlfriends were all married in long-term relationships and kind of going is a list a thing that seems a little bit unromantic and she goes no no I, I I've been wasted time in the wrong relationships I want a list to make sure that I'm going to get this relationship right so I go oh tell us your list <laughs> the first thing on her list was she wanted someone that had uh, earned six figures 
And her friends gasped and go, that sounds a bit unromantic. What, you're not going to date someone that's, you know, people have different circumstances. They could be financially secure without a six-figure job. And she goes, no, I've been with too many users. So this particular woman had been in relationships with men that she gave too much to, that she ended up paying for, that she ended up being the person that was the motivated one. And she didn't want that again. The next thing on her list is, and excuse me, she was older and she goes, I want them to have a functioning body, which wasn't just about health, it was about sex. The next thing on her list is she goes, I want someone that can cook. I want someone that's tidy. I want someone that dresses well. Then she goes on to say, I also want someone who enjoys shopping, who enjoys brunches. Oh, and she goes, what I really want is I want someone that can do the flamingo. <laughs> she goes, oh, if not the flamingo, salsa will be fine. And her girlfriends go, <laughs> are you just wanting to date the female equivalent of yourself? <laughs> you know, the, the shopping, the brunches, the whatever. Anyway. And they have this discussion and the friends go, well, that doesn't leave any room for magic, serendipity, romance. And one of her married friends said, look, I really like what she said. I guess there are so many things missing on that list for me. You know, and then she goes, I'm not one to talk. I, I've been with my hubby since I was a teenager. What do I know about the dating game? But I do know about falling and staying in love, Right. So she, she kept talking. She goes, the very first thing that I would want is kindness. You need kindness in a man above all. And a friend goes, being able to care for himself and being a good provider is kind. But the married friend came back with and said, yes, but in other ways too. After all these years, I've come to realise what you really want is a best friend. Someone who makes you a cup of tea when you're sick who holds your hand at your father's funeral, who's in your corner cheering you on on your hardest days. And look, wow. I, when, when people talk about lists, they often miss the most important thing on a list, right? And going back to my comment about people not being clear about what they want, most most people aren't. When I work with people, I do a few things and I'm going to give you these tips in, in this podcast. And, you know, I've, I've even got a program that I sell, How to Find the Best Match for You, that has a lot of exercises that you can do this work and become really crystal clear about what you want. You need to know how you want to feel in a relationship, Right. You know, sometimes we have these lists of stuff and, you know, it was a common thing. Go write everything on your list and put it aside. But most people forget emotional intelligence, kindness, the things that really matter. They often get caught up in the superficial things, the things that don't matter. But what I do get people to do is, is go through and look at what you really, really need in a relationship emotional intelligence, kindness are really important, right? 
and for your long-term happiness there is something there, there is something that should be a non-negotiable so I get people to really look at what's important that they want to feel in a relationship and the top five must-haves of that and then also the top five deal breakers and a deal breaker breaks the deal so maybe you know Trust is really important to a relationship. So if you can't trust someone, it's really hard to have that crystal clear about the right things that you're from my list. And I looked at all the things, you know, my husband was a great guy, the things that I wished I had, and I put that out there. The reality is think about what you're really drawn to and be really honest with yourself. And if there's some things that you've been drawn to that are unhealthy, I often work with people in that area as a dating relationship coach to clear some of those patterns and those blocks and to help people focus on the healthy things that they really want in that relationship. Now, I see people do lists of, of certain things, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that. A few things, right? Men tend to, when they're dating, want to meet people with similar interests to them. And they tend to focus on that a lot more than women do, right? Probably because it makes their life easier. If they date someone who enjoys some of the things they do, they're not going to have conflict around it. Do you know, I was asked to be on a radio interview yesterday and the question that I needed to answer was, what do you do if you date someone? What do you do if you hate your partner's hobby? <laughs> Great question, right? Now, I think if you're in the dating stage and you really hate their hobby, hate's a very strong word, I, I probably wouldn't recommend dating them if they spent a lot of their time doing it, right? Um, so in my experience as a dating relationship coach, a lot of men will look for women with those shared interest as them uh, and I talk about this all the time you know they might go oh, she likes spicy food she likes hiking she likes travel she likes the same type of music so they tend to look for that in profiles and you know that's why it's very important to kind of put what you like but you've also got to realize you know this woman in the mama mia list she wanted brunch a guy who likes shopping you can't always expect a man to be a hairy woman right and have all of your interests in a lot of great relationships people have shared interests and they will have completely different interests for example you could be into art and they might not have ever explored the world of art, but you can introduce them to art and, and show them what you love about art and explore the world of art together. It doesn't mean that they had to like it before, right? And even vice, vice versa, we learn and grow from different hobbies and interests. And we might explore what we like. You know, maybe one person is into dancing and the other person would love to explore dancing. So it doesn't always, hobbies and interests don't need to be the same. However, men do look for that. You know, just a little bit of a tip there. But it's not being so narrow in that thing. You know, I'm looking for someone who enjoys art. 
could be ruling out a whole pile of people that could be a great match for you. It could be, you know, maybe you want to explore travel. And the person you've maybe you've been to 35 countries and they've not traveled at all. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be willing to explore that with you. I also find, you know, women will say things like, I want a guy with a, a big group of friends. Guys often do friendship different to what women do. Again, we're expecting the man to be the hairy woman, that they might have a small group of friends that they've had for a lifetime. Women often have more friends. They often rely a lot more on their friends throughout life than men do. So sometimes those differences, we can have very narrow criteria that don't work out. I know an instance of a friend that I know that's in a relationship she's very happy in. He didn't want to date anyone with cats. She had a cat. Now, he could have looked at her dating profile and going, I'm not dating her because she's got a cat. But for some reason, they gave each other the benefit of the doubt and they're in love. Now, it wasn't her cat. It was her daughter's cat. She no longer has the cat. But we can have all of these, oh, they've got a cat. I'm not going to date them. They've got this in their profile. I'm not going to date them. And it causes you to miss out on really good singles. So what I recommend is you have five must-haves that go beyond superficial, right? Ditch the superficial. What is really, you know, like the woman says, having someone that can be by your side at your parents' funeral or can be cheering you on when life gets hard and your best friend at the end of the day is what you really want in a relationship. And sometimes those things aren't even on people's lists. When it comes to deal breakers, right, a deal breaker is a deal breaker. What research has found, and they, they did a big study of a 1,000 uni students, and they got them all to write down their deal breakers, and then they sent them on a pile of dates. Now, when people felt chemistry, they threw their deal breakers out the window. <laughs> now, a deal breaker is a deal breaker because it should break the deal, right? So you have five that are absolute deal breakers for you and, and, and they need to be things that matter. Like I said, it could be something like trust. And what you want to do when you date people is you want to look at their actions over their words because people can and do tell you anything in this dating process. For example, your narcissists, your psychopaths, and even your players get very skilled at telling you what you want to hear, you know, of, of, of using that information to make you feel very connected to them. But what I want to tell you is it takes a minimum of two months three months, sorry, it takes a minimum of three months before you really can get to know someone, right? And even then, it takes up to two years because people, and we all do it, we put on masks, we hide the things we least like about people, we're on our best behaviour, we know that we need to do certain things to win people over. All of those things come into play. And this is why sometimes being in a hurry makes you waste more time because you rush into a relationship with what its potential could be rather than the reality. Now, there's a lot of similarities between a guy that's quite interested in you 
as someone who's a love bomber or a narcissist, they get really excited. They get really want to see you all the time. They give you attention. All of those things can be very similar. But the way you can tell them apart is to slow things down. You actually slow down to save time, right? And say with, with things like trust, if you're dating someone and, you know, they're always talking about how, how they tricked that friend or how they lied or how, you know, they got a better deal at the supermarket by ripping something off. They're showing you evidence that it's easy for them to lie. And that could be an indicator that you're not going to trust them. So I always say, look at their actions over their words. And you do that over time because people can and do say anything in the beginning to win you over. But like I say, as you slow down and you see what their actions are and you see who they are and you see how you feel when you're with them and when you're not with them, right? When you're in a wonderful, healthy relationship with someone who wants to have a commitment with you, you don't have that anxious feeling. You don't worry about what's happening. It is totally different. So what you want is to build a clear picture. You have your deal breakers, you have your must-haves, and you notice how you feel and you notice the actions of the people that you're dating. The next thing that you want to do is Interests are one thing. You can have different interests and a relationship can work. But if you have values that don't match, they're the things that really rip relationships apart, right? When I talk about values, it's your core thing of what you feel deep within inside. They, they often drive your decisions and whether you feel happy, right? You know, some people really value for example, let me give you some examples of values, a mismatch of values. Some are, are very obvious. So maybe one person wants to have a family and the other person doesn't. Now I see plenty of women going into a relationship going, and men too, I've seen men do this. Oh, they'll change their mind over time. And, you know, they, they don't, right? So, and it breaks the relationship apart, causes the person to waste their precious time. And it's a difference in value. One wants kids, one doesn't want kids. You have to be on the same page of what you want. Often people go, can I date someone younger? Age doesn't have to be such an issue as long as you're on the same page of what you want. You know, if you're going to date someone younger that wants kids and you don't, it's going to rip the relationship apart at some point. Now, another value could be around... I don't know, like your political views. Maybe you're into social justice and, you know, fairness and equity and the other person doesn't give a crap about any of that stuff. When that's who you are, that stuff can pull you apart. Maybe healthy health, and some people fitness is important, but some people are doing fitness because health really matters to them. So it would be a real mismatch of values to go out with someone that doesn't value health. 
And, you know, we often think those things are going to change, but looking at your values and making sure you date someone where your values are aligned because that's at the core of who you are. And again, with my clients, I do a deep dive into this stuff. If you don't want to work with me one-on-one, that how to find the best match for you does a deep dive into that, into that so you get a clear picture. Now, what I do find is what you want to do is you don't want to leave love to chance because I did the podcast the other week of the woman who was in her 70s when I asked why she was single said she never met someone and I mean if you don't want to meet someone that's fine but when you do that's really sad so leaving things to chance to serendipity to magic can often leave you single and alone and 70 and I see different versions of that every single day And it doesn't have to be you. So what you need to do is you need to set out a plan of what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And or even the intention, the intention, I want to meet someone, right? And the plan could be simple of the action plan of, you know, are you going to go online? Are you going to go to singles events? Getting a profile that attracts the right person, getting pictures that attract the right person, uh, setting out how you're going to go about it and believing that it's a possibility for you, right? But not being hyper-focused on that plan. You'd have the plan set aside, maybe just review you know, each month, what have I done to achieve that goal of meeting someone without being, you know, sometimes when we're hyper-focused on a goal, it can feel worse because we can feel like we're not going to get success, feel like we're forcing it. But if you have some sort of plan and you take some action, you can then allow magic to happen. I see just so many people, right, that maybe they really set the intention that they're going to find love. And you set the intention, you put it aside. And I've done this with many things in my life. You don't hyperthink about it, but you come back and you've met that intention. So they set the intention that they do it, put an online profile, done some dates, but actually ran into someone in real life. And magic happened when you put yourself out there in the right way. So... There's the balance of having the plan without being business-like about dating. You know, for the checklist-type dating people, they go into those dates, and I, I say this all the time, it feels like a freaking interview. Now, unless you really like a challenge and you love interviews, most people don't. Most people get nervous. They mess up and say the wrong thing. Um, they overtalk. They overshare. They fall into a number of traps and that whole interview style dating doesn't bring the best out in anyone. It really, really doesn't. My recommendation, and it makes dating a lot more fun, is to be more playful and enjoy an experience of going on a date. Ditch the coffee dates. It's 40 minutes. A 40-minute coffee date can make you too judgmental. It's too much pressure on that one interaction. And especially if you're hyper-focused on, if you don't want to waste time, you can be hyper-focused on, you don't want to miss signs again. You don't want to miss that. You want to make sure it's this, that it doesn't bring out the best in the other person, right? 
when it comes to dates, I recommend two to three dates. But what I would say is, I say this all the time, always have a phone call with them first because you can save yourself wasting time on dates that don't go anywhere, that make you feel burnt out. If you don't like their voice, you couldn't end up imagining being in a relationship with them long term. So it's a, it's a good thing to have a phone call with someone. The next, without interrogating them, just a quick fun one, get a sense of who they are without too much pressure. I should probably do on how to have that conversation because you just want it to be lighthearted. Same with the chat online. Then when you go on a date, there's some people you go on a date with, they're an absolute definite no. Never in a million years could you see yourself being with them. But there are other people that I do recommend you go on two to three dates. Take the pressure on the expectation of whether this person is going to be your person. Way too much pressure on a date. Go and have fun and have a good time with the person. I'm not meaning sex. I'm meaning go enjoy, you know, maybe instead of coffee, you go for a walk and get a coffee. You go for a walk, get an ice cream. You go for a drink at two bars. So you're getting a different experience and walking and talking in between the two. It allows you to see what you really want, right? And, and again, feel how it feels to be. Don't try and press them. Don't try and do all of that. My tip, there's two tips, one for women, one for men. Men don't talk the whole date. It's one of women's biggest complaints about guys and dating. They just talk and don't ask any questions. Or maybe they, you know, tell them everything about themselves. That doesn't create a connection between the two, right? What, what people want is a two-sided conversation. You ask them a question, you listen to the answer, maybe you talk a little bit more about their answer and then you can give your input, right? Women, you complain that guys talk the whole date. However, often you're controlling that conversation. <laughs> so what I want you to do is stop asking so many questions. Stop being in control be a bit vulnerable, share a little bit about who you are and have fun with it. It changes dating, right? And when you stop controlling the conversation, guys don't, I find that a lot of guys aren't listened to a lot. So when someone's finally listened to them, it can be easy for them to get carried away, right? So... My tips are to stop wasting time, being really clear about what you want. And it does take a little bit of a process. And sometimes you might need to date to get a better picture of what you're looking for. You know, being in a hurry and thinking you know what that is. Let's you it caused you. So I've said this before. You might have an idea of a dress that you want or a jacket, but when you go and try it on, it doesn't feel good, it doesn't fit right. Dating can be a bit like that. You go out with someone to see whether they're gonna be a fit for you. And with all of these lists and being clear, opposites do attract. 
we are drawn to the qualities in other people that we don't have and vice versa. But what I do want to say is you can have a high level of chemistry and compatibility, but there's a lot of people that aren't ready to commit. There's a lot of people like that online. Maybe they've come out of a, a marriage that hasn't worked. And a lot, a lot of people think they're ready to date, but the reality is they're not ready to date. And they only find that when they get back out there or they, they enjoy male or female company. They want to experience that. They, they want to experience physical touch or sex or whatever that is. But they really don't have the emotional capacity to give you what you want in a relationship. And it's important to be aware of that because I see too many women. I don't see as many men waste time on this, but women will often miss waste time on guys that, they have high chemistry with, they're compatible with, and they forget that the person just doesn't have any room in their life. If they're going through a divorce and splitting up stuff with the ex-wife, that person is filling that void or, you know, not even filling the void. They're so full of having to sort that stuff out. They don't have room to give you what you need. Now, I think the biggest way to save wasting time is to start saying no to those types of situations, right? The person who's flaky, the person who, you know, will see you but on their terms and it never really gets to a full relationship. Start saying no to that sort of stuff and you will stop wasting time. You know, stop trying to make people fit that don't because that causes you to waste time. What I do see with my clients when we've worked on, on this stuff, we've worked at a deep level of what they want. We've, we've looked at how they can go about dating so it can be fun and I support them in that process. They start saying no to what they don't want. Magic absolutely happens, right? But rushing through it, trying to make something happen doesn't. Now, I want to say, you know, I always say this. At the end of the day, actions speak louder than words. Now, you know this. Yet we tend to not pay as much attention. <laughs> you know, you've heard that people are whispering sweet nothings. They're telling you what you want to hear sometimes you have to face the whole reality right don't keep making people a priority in your life when they don't make you a priority when someone shows you who they are believe them ladies stop trying to change the guy in front of you and I want to say that there are plenty of amazing, wonderful singles out there. There really are. And again, you're going to go through in the dating process and a lot of people aren't going to be a match. Maybe as high as nine out of 10 aren't going to be a match for you. But I do want you to expand and not just rule people out. People are ruling too many people out that could be great on very limited data very limited information and you know that's where I love working with people because sometimes it's a slight shift a slight 
you know, change in what they're doing, that their magic happens. And, and I love seeing people in those happy, healthy, wonderful relationships that they've always wanted to be in. So if you don't want to waste time, slow down to save time. My name's Debbie Rivers. Thank you for listening and bye for now.